We live. We live. We live. Ben, good afternoon. How are you? I'm Andrew. How, how are you this afternoon? Doing pretty good. And uh, you know, welcome to our listeners. I know we're gonna have a big following of ten here for the uh, inaugural episode of the Dynasty Kings podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to be here. Mostly gentlemen in our league, but you never know in this day and age. You never know. You never know. Maybe some people no, are considering. No video. We don't want you to see our ugly mugs. Just audio. Both beautiful yep. mugs, though. Um, but yeah, Thanks, just Andrew. wanted to get a uh, you know a little podcast going, <clears throat> get a little uh, preview of the season going. Fire it up for tonight's game. Cowboys at Bucks. First game of the season. Never a bad time. But yeah, this will be a weekly thing, Ben. We'll, uh, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. Yeah, we're going to have guests starting next week. Um, this week we start, you know, we thought we'd just kind of, you know, go through some things, kind of introduce you to some things, and then uh, next week we'll get a little funky with you, you know? Absolutely. We've already got William booked for next week, so that's something to look forward there. And, Absolutely. Uh, we got a lot of questions to ask him. I've already got them lined up, both fantasy and personal, you know. William's a, a man of mystery to a certain regard, so there's a lot to unpack there. Great guy, though. Great guy. Outstanding guy. Well, so, what we're going to uh, what we're going to start with here, Ben, because our most recent podcast, which was more of a Zoom video, but was the mock draft prior to our rookie draft, which now mm-hmm. took place what about three or so weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go ahead and recap the draft, and just for uh, you know a little reminder with the draft uh when we were going in we had a pretty clear path in terms of our mock that it seemed like Najee harris would be the the clear-cut number one pick from there you know who, who knew what travis was going to do with two we thought maybe pitts might be an option uh but sure enough you know we get to the draft and our <coughs> face is number one Pitts goes two to travis dan implied that he kind of knew that he could trade back up from five to three to ultimately get Najee harris william gets five goes elijah moore Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Ben. Thoughts on just the initial shocking start to our rookie draft? I mean, yeah, I was. I think we were all floored. I was, you know, personally definitely shocked. Uh, it might not look like it because I was stoned and high, and my face doesn't really move <laughs> when that was happening. But I no, I was shocked. Um, you know, to me, I guess personally. RB, just such a premium position. I thought that would go one, you know? Um, I do like Chase a lot. Has had a tough preseason, though. Um, And I like Pitts, too. But also, you know, just I don't know if tight end is such a premium. Um, Such as running backs. You look at a lot of teams in our league, and a lot of the good teams are still, like, lacking in the running back department. So it's such a premium position that, I don't know, love Travis, but is he going to be, you know, is he going to pay for that? pay for those moves? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually have his team pulled up. <laughs> he is strong at running back, at least in the sense that he's got Saquon, obviously, if healthy, very good. Chris Carson, again, if healthy, pretty solid. Uh, Miles Gaskin, I don't know how long he'll be the, the running back. And that's my, Dolphins, but I guess, yeah, that's my thing with running backs. It's like, they have a shelf life. And, like, I don't know if you can ever get enough, like, good running backs. So, to me, I just to me, Najee Harris – Yep. We'll see. Yep. I can, I'm. I'm. I would love to prove it wrong. I would love to prove it wrong. Well, what I'm curious about, kind of like I hinted at, and, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into it with William when we have him on next week. Um, like I said, it did sound like Dan. You know, part of the reason he took Chase at one is because he knew he could then get to three and take Najee as well. I guess the order mm-hmm. wouldn't have mat- wouldn't have mattered between the two. Quite frankly, he could have done it in reverse. Now, what I'm curious of, and, and what we'll try to get out of William is, he must have clearly not liked either of the prospects or like in terms of chase and Harris, because he would have, you know, for sure gotten one of those after Pitts went, or he was so hell bent on Pitts, kind of like he made, <laughs> made that clear throughout the, uh, the off season that maybe that just completely threw him. He did like Elijah Moore a lot and he just said, fuck it. I'm getting <clears throat> out of here, get, getting an extra pick. He did move back and get Justin Fields. Um, so at yeah. first he only had basically the fifth pick and then he ended up with the 13th as well. Um, and his quarterback room is, is decent with uh, with Hurts and Tua, but not uh, not outstanding. And so, I did like that move. But yes, considering like you that said, you were... yeah, and like you said, William is a man of mystery. Um, 
it's hard to tell what he's going to do, when he's going to do it, how he's going to do it even sometimes. And so, um, but he, the one thing that he made, I mean, the one thing he's made completely clear ever since then, and like he made it, I mean, but I think, you know, it became real. It was a real thing was the at three that he really wanted. And I think he honestly thought that it was probably going to happen, but it didn't. And I think there he was like, well, why not trade down? Now, I don't know if I agree with a pick at five, but hey, he did what he had to do. And uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, What I can say is uh, William reminds me of Mike Mayock. You know, his board looks different than everyone else's board. He identifies talent and he picks his guys. Um, and, you know, he was the uh, inaugural champion of this league, so we certainly can't fault him for that. We'll just kind sure. of see, see how it plays out. As for kind of overall winners and losers of the draft, we won't harp on the losers too much because there's no losers in this league. But uh, I know we talked, obviously, about Dan having a couple top five picks, Chase and Harris. It sounds like you like the rest of his draft as well, though. Uh, Rob's, you said? Uh, Dan. Dan, sorry. Yes, I did like Dan's uh, – the rest of his draft. I mean, of course, Chase and Harris at one and three – or yeah, uh, one and three really helps a lot. That's RB one and R, uh, you know wide receiver one right there. That could be guys on your team for you know <clears throat> eight to ten seasons plus. Um, but I also like Gainwell in Philly. I think he's a backup behind it. Uh, Miles Sanders at this point, he's a little bit more of a capable receiver. Sanders isn't a great receiver of the backfield quite yet. That's an interesting pick. Um, and then you can't forget you know Seahawks legend Dwayne Eskridge, who is going to you know be a which is a slot nightmare this season. Okay. Any uh, any other winners that you like outside of Dan's draft? Uh, how about you? Do you like other ones, or do you want me to go over my all mine right now? So what I would say, and I know you've got a couple more on the sheet here that we'll I talk do. about. I, do. I, did, yeah. I, I did like Travis's draft a lot. Now, okay. I am a sucker for tight ends. I'm not the biggest Kyle Pitts fan in the world. And the reason I say that is because the rest of the world is massive Kyle Pitts fans, and I'm just hoping he lives up to the hype. But – that was a nice selection there. Terrace Marshall Jr. at the 10th pick. I think that was really solid. Obviously, he's had a good preseason. Josh Palmer, I like with the Chargers. Love pairing yeah. him with Herbert as a young guy. Uh, the rest of the draft, kind of some random guys. Javion Hawkins already got cut. You know, Kellen, Kellen Mond, I think, is intriguing to a certain extent. Uh, but anyway, Even Hawkins, uh, Hawkins was a good pick, though. That's a great pick by him. I knew you liked him coming into the draft. It's unfortunate he didn't <laughs> stick, stick on a roster, but you know. Anyway, I yeah, did I like know. I did like what he did, considering he had two top ten picks. Yeah. Um. So that's one that I did want to highlight. Yes. Yes. Um. I also did actually like Rob's draft as well. Um. I know that sometimes we give some gruff to Rob for you know not always picking the best younger players and sticking with an older roster, but. <laughs> I liked his draft a lot, actually, especially for having not any top 10 picks. Um, You know, Trey Sermon, I'm not as high on probably as a lot of other people just because that backfield is so crowded. And honestly, I like the other rookie a little bit more. But, I mean, he's not not a bad player whatsoever. But the players, the picks that I really liked were uh, St. Brown and Mario Rogers um, at 17 and 22. Um, Monroe St. Brown, I mean, he could be an absolute target machine in Detroit at this point with no one else there. I agree. Goff is not a bad quarterback. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. He's not awful. Right. He's, he's like, just average. He's, he's like slightly average. And, yep. <clears throat> you know, he's in like, Brown's in a lot of targets. I do like a couple. I do like uh, Tyrell Walls there too in Detroit. He's a nice deep, you know, deep wide receiver. Hawkinson. Like, Amon Ron St. Brown's going to have to line up on the field and get some targets. Like, it's just going to have to happen. Um, right. <clears throat> Amari Rogers, a little bit more of a wild card, I would say. He's probably not going to pan out this year, but I love his skill set. I love his talent. He just seems like a type of for Aaron Rodgers in the future um, in, like, the slot on, like, you know, stuff like that and making big plays on the field. So I'm excited to see that. And then Chubba Hubbard, you just never know. I mean, the guy had a really productive college career. Um, doesn't always translate to the NFL, but hey, you just never know. Yeah, and and the reality is, you know, <laughs> Rob's got an eye for wide receiver talent. Um, he does. He's been loaded at receiver for the entirety of this league. He's been scraping <laughs> by with minimal yeah, you uh, look, running Yeah, back, if you go but, look at his team, now that is a team that's lacking in running back depth. But, but let's, let's not forget. Receivers. 
let's not forget that the starting running back is Jamal Williams, and now that DeAndre Swift has murdered someone like that. <clears throat> true. That ben, is are you true. doing okay over there? You got a cold going or what? I hit, hard, I, hit the, I hit the pen before the show. So oh, got a little phlegm stuck in the throat, of course, right before the show. Just classic. And, and where are you right now, Ben? Scottsdale specifically? Uh, it's called Fountain Hills, Arizona. Fountain Hills. Shouts. All right. Yeah, it's a That's beautiful it. senior, senior, senior center in Living City. Okay, lovely. What's the uh, a median age here? I'm that, gonna that, say fifty-two. Not, not what I was gonna ask. Fifty-two. <laughs> what uh? What's the temperature there? <clears throat> oh, it's got to be like one hundred six right now. One hundred seven. Nice. It's hot. Nice. It's hot. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Actually. Really? What are you doing there? Just for just for one day. Uh, quick little bachelor party. One oh. night, uh, can't stay the whole entire weekend, but I'm gonna go for one night and hang out. I can now drive to Vegas. You know, it's like a four and oh, a half hour drive. I was gonna ask that. Okay, so you're driving. Yeah, that's kind it's of a good way to do it, though. Yeah, it's a little thing. cheaper than flying. Flying right. is flying is about 180 bucks round trip. Driving is about 100 bucks. You know, with gas and stuff like that. So, all right. Yeah. So you're going from heat yeah. to heat. I get it. We've got a cool 95 today in Denver, <clears> so it's pretty nice. Pretty oh, cool. love that. Love that. Um. Also, before we go on, just one quick thing. Uh, I'm just really excited about this. Uh, sports gambling was legalized in Arizona today. Uh, I didn't jump until I asked. Yeah. I've downloaded every single app to get every single promo possible, and it's just, <laughs> it's just great. So, yeah. Do you have Do you have in general one that, like, you have your eyes on where it's most likely to stick as your go-to book? or Because I know there's a lot uh, You know what's funny? Okay, that's that. – I was thinking about that, Andrew, and I think – What's funny? Can you hear me? Hopefully you can hear me here. Um, yeah, you're moving around, but it's cool. Sorry, doggies. You know they're they're in and out. Um, Shout out to Gigi and Daisy now too. Crazy dogs. Um, oh, wow. I know two of them, but I I've downloaded six different and three of them I can't <laughs> even get into because the verif- verification process is so ridiculous. Like I have to like submit like a W nine. Which. Ballstrol Sports, FanDuel, and DraftKings are being so difficult to like get myself verified. And I think part of the reason is because like my ID is from Washington State. Yep. Like whatever, but whatever. But all the like casino, their apps are great. Like Caesars, MGM, and uh, Win. I've all loved. They're all great. Okay. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, just been an epic, epic night, epic day. So here we go. Let's um, let's move on from the draft. I think we've we've covered things there. Um, we're gonna go ahead and just kind of a general season preview. Uh, just talk a little bit about what we'll, we'll go. We'll run through each week one matchup here and kind of talk about how we feel about them. But um, just kind of a general thoughts on contenders. Who's got Absolutely. an uphill climb? You know all that good stuff. I'll, I'll turn it over to you first. Well, I know we kind of talked about best teams on paper. That was one of your questions here, one of your prompts. Right. And, um, you know, I mentioned a couple teams. I mentioned like four teams here. Um, You know, on paper, Zach's team definitely stands out. Uh, The running back depth is pretty nuts. Um, And that's always a good sign. Skaggs, I like your team a lot too. I know uh, you've always been a contender. Um, You have pretty good balance, I feel like. Um, with Dak Prescott coming back, you got a quarterback now. Feel good you know about what's it. underrated, Ben. Is that Go last on. year was last year was the first time I made the playoffs? I think. Really? Yeah. But I appreciate that in your head. I've always you're, been you're, you, I feel like you've always been competitive. At least, am I wrong? Like you always, you know, you've been you've been competitive. Um, Absolutely. So you know, um, I also like Anthony's team. Hate saying that because he's my friend of me. We're Anthony. Uh, he's we driving in Mexico right now, for what it's worth. How, has he? How long has he been there for? I I think he moved there. If, if we're being frank, I mean Jesus. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. Well, good for him. I mean, yeah. Is he with that blonde chick now? Still too down there? Like, it's, 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 it's they're they're definitely there together. Uh, ben, I haven't confirmed the dating. That's really it. Hey, two of them. It, it really it good certainly for him, seems man. that way. But really good um, for him. Then. You know, really he's doing handstands. Yeah. I mean, Anthony, let's be honest. No homo. Anthony's a good-looking dude. Let's be honest. 
I mean, Homo, he's a good looking dude. But but his uh, team is looking good on Thursday. Right? A lot better. His team, yes, he had a great off. I mean, he traded away a lot of picks, but his team is now solid. But, but when you trade away picks, you better get solidified starters, and that's what he did. And I love yeah. that. There's two starters. Derek Henry. Right? Either, you either go the Ben route, yes, you know, yes, rebuild a little bit, back up on yes. picks, get rid of some players, or vice versa. Exactly. And, uh, Derek Henry, it. Scary Terry, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Lockett. Joe Mixon in a bounce-back season. Now the bench does get a little sketch here. Corey Davis is a nice little stash, but other than that, we'll see. Um, but the starting lineup looks very good. Can, can you tell me, Ben, why is Paris Campbell projected for seven points in week one? <clears throat> well, T.Y. Hilton is out. Um, so, I mean, other than Michael Pittman Jr. and Zach Pascal, can you name me another receiver on the Colts? That I cannot. I mean, I'm trying to even – in scenarios at this point, it's Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox still, right? They, don't, they didn't like – Yeah, shout out Mo Alley-Cox. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mo Alley-Cox is a G. It's just, you know – VCU, right? That's where he played basketball? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Did you see that the Seahawks signed a basketball player, by the way? Yeah, Vital. Yeah, yeah. Just watch out. Just watch yeah. out. Oh, I got my eyes there. I got my eyes in that tight end room hard. I know you do. I know. I, too bad I have Gerald Everett, though, just an FYI. Yeah. That's all right. The former Jack <laughs> Island member. Uh, yeah, that's true. Do you, there was one team that I kind of, you know, I'm not sold on Scott Stotts. Are you, how do you feel about Scott? I like his team. Let me pull it up to remind myself for just a moment here. Another one who's stacked at running back. There's a very clear distinction in this league, and I wouldn't even say it's half and half. There's basically a handful of teams that have a ton of running backs, and that's clearly yeah. one of their strategies, which True. totally makes sense. Now, that's never True. been my style, whether it's Dynasty or Redraft. Um, but then literally the rest of us are all just scraping by with barely anything at running back. But True. that is kind of the beauty of only having to start one. And then, you know, there's a million receivers out there. So that can be an easier way, if you will, to, to fill the roster. Um, I do like his team. I think it's without question a top five team. I think he was definitely hurt by the fact that Kenyon Drake joined the Raiders. <laughs> and he already had Josh Jacobs. So that definitely kind yeah. of uh, didn't help. But a deep team. LaVisca, I think, is going to have a good year this year. I do like Judy a lot. I know you and half the league does not. He's the most divided player in this league's history. Um, which is wild for like a rookie that had a pretty good rookie season. But uh, well, should we just throw it out there? We're fixing to find out who's going to have Let's more: hear, Jerry Judy drops or Scott wins. We're going to go Scott wins. I got Judy drops. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> I just, I just don't think that the drops are like that big of an issue. Like, yeah, a okay. couple games. I know, I know, I know that Anthony's got my back too. So that's all that really matters. Like I said, the most divided player <laughs> in league history. What, what I found interesting, Ben, not to harp too much on Jerry's situation, no, yeah. but the, oh, what I found interesting is a he spent all year on my team, so he was not hurting anyone else's fantasy teams by dropping a couple passes and a couple sure. games. And then B, Rob's the only Broncos fan in this league. So he would have been the only other person that would have been reasonably upset. But now the way that, that we talk about him, it's like I'll, it's as, I'll as be if com- Jerry Judy burned you guys last year. I'm like, I'll be completely honest with you. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't really think about Jerry Judy that much other than like when I text you guys in the chat. Yep. Um, it's me being somewhat of a troll. You know, right. you know me. Um, and that's just how it is, you know, but I, it's just become one of those things in the league. And I just really like poking the bear at it. So, um, right. it's a lot of fun. I, well, you know, one more thing about, this year. <clears throat> no, totally, totally. And don't, don't get me wrong. I actually think the Broncos offense be a lot better this season, a lot better. Um, Scott Stott's team. The only reason why I'm a little skeptical on it is because I'm not Miles Sanders. I'm just not completely sold on. I know that he's got the talent, but the health issues are there. Um, the Eagles issues are there in general. George yeah. Kittle seems to can't stay healthy any season, and, and you know he's got the talent again, but just not quite healthy. Julio Jones, I'm just I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's gonna be fine, but AJ Brown is definitely the dog there, the number one. 
And I'm not sure Ryan Tannehill is like looking for like an automatic number two. Corey Davis put up solid points. I'm not comparing Julio Jones to Corey Davis, but you know, I don't yeah. know. Um, no, there's some, I don't know. There's some injury. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't disagree we'll there. <clears throat> and then we're gonna have to bring up Lamarvis Lamarvelous Llamas projected yes. for the most points week one. Who yes. R.I.P. Gus Edwards for this season, which yeah, was interesting so because Bosco like right had both. <laughs> Yeah. Bosco had both Gus Edwards and James Robinson, who were the big benefactors of the other early season running back injuries, on top yep. of the fact that he already had a loaded roster. But he And those are also former well, I like to point that out. Former team members of yours? Uh James Robinson and Gus Edwards both. Yeah, classic. And um, David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. He's he's got a good squad. He's, he's balanced, is. plenty of running backs. And Ronald Jones Jr., Jordan Sonnen. Oh, yeah, he's got there's five there's of my players. There. Well, yeah, I mean, you, tra- you trade a lot, Ben. <laughs> and then and then you scroll all the way down, you get to the IR spot, and he's got Michael Thomas waiting if he ever decides to, you know, be Michael I see Thomas that. again. Um, so and I Jacob, think... Harris. Jacob Harris is in total wild card, by the way. It's going to be a stud, by the way, just an FYI. Yeah, he does not deserve to be mentioned in any of these conversations. <laughs> but um, – <laughs> But yeah, anyway, we want to shout that out as another good-looking team on paper. And, and you know, it if is. we didn't mention you, it doesn't mean you don't have a good-looking team on paper. That's just, you know, what was identified as some strong ones. Um, the, the question that I wanted to move on to here, Ben, and we slightly misunderstood this as we were going through the Google Doc, best positional strategy with all the flex spots. And all oh, I mean you, by that is... You, you want me to look at teams. Of, no, just like, do you have a preference of, like, running back heavy, wide receiver heavy, complete balance between all three. Like, do you think there is a strategy that no, yeah, totally. works a little better? Than uh, that's tough. I, I think for me, it's just honestly best available. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just so flexible. Um, but I do like the option of, you know, being able to play a bunch of tight ends, you know, that's, that is nice. That is, that's just a nice option to have. And it makes, it makes a league where the rosters are thin a little bit easier to play. You know what I'm saying? I do. I mean, I've been on record of saying that there will be a week when I start six tight ends. And <clears> I'm not that. sure when that week's coming. Now, I've got three of them, or four of them technically, that I could start right now. I'm not going to do that because I wouldn't be smart. But but I, what I do like is, yeah, kind of a strategy that both myself and Rob have employed for the most part, and, and, and among others, but – is the fact that because you only have to start one running back, if you've got a guy, now granted, I've had Dalvin Cook, Rob has not had someone at that level, but um, I do like the fact that it's okay. He's solid there. I've got his handcuff mm-hmm. in Madison, and now I'm just going to load up on receivers. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm constantly trying to get running backs, and I could easily yep. flip a receiver for a running back at some point. Sure. But at the same time, I don't feel as pressed to do it because I only have to start that one, that one running back. I mean, because yeah. the depth at wide receiver is so strong. Now, at the same time, I'm sure someone that has a bunch of running backs would tell you that's a great position to be in because not only are they good trade ships, sure. but they're also <laughs> consistent players. They're getting touches on a weekly basis yeah. almost no matter what. Um, and it is easier to kind of find some of those lower-level receivers. So I understand why running backs are so important in fantasy football and certainly in redraft leagues why they go ahead of everyone else. I just, as a receiver at heart, I truly just love the receiver position so much that I can't help myself. I have to have good receivers. It's just something that it's innate in me. Like, I would be upset if I went through a redraft draft and drafted, like, three running backs to start my draft. Like, I would not be okay with that and, like, miss out on the elite receivers. No, that that's, that's understandable. A personal and it also, <laughs> no, totally. And I think uh, you know the flexibility of having those many flex spots. It also produces just more upsets in this league. You know, more. I think uh, you know you don't get yep. one team dominating as much, um, which is kind of fun. So I like it. Yeah, there's been some really good parity. All things considered, considering it is a dynasty league, and in theory, if you know someone plays all their cards right and kind of steps into the right luck and et cetera, et cetera. You could truly end up with like a dominant type of team on paper, but the yep. beauty is with fantasy football, it kind of seems to even itself out. All right. We're going to move on Ben all the way down to the week one preview. Uh, we're at about the 24 minute mark here. So we're just grinding through this week one podcast. Love it. Uh, we're going to start with the game that you've dubbed the toilet bowl of the week. And that's between Dan Pilger's bees nuts and your very own, the Ohio State. 
Now, let me pull up the matchups first, Ben, so I can get some projections for you. Absolutely. So <laughs> for that one, we're going to go with <laughs> Bees Nuts is projected for 93.7. The Ohio State projected for 68.4. That is with a full starting roster in place, for those that were wondering. Let's go ahead and pull up that matchup. Thoughts on your matchup? You don't need to say a whole lot or do a prediction, but your matchup with, with Dan here week one. You know, I didn't want to be that kind of guy. Um, I will say Dan kind of threw me for a I projected 78 points, like, I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, my team is my team. It's going to be a rough season. We're hoping to just grind out some wins and keep it competitive, you know? Right. I mean, because you don't have your first-round pick, so <laughs> losing doesn't help you. No, it doesn't. It does not. I don't know really what to do, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? All I can really do is try well, my best. You know what you're going to do, Ben, like you do every year, is you're going to coach them boys up. That's it. Yeah, these rookies got a young rookie squad. Um, if you look at the rooks on the bench, like Ramondre is going to be an RB1 this year. Kadarius yeah. Tony's a future you know, wide receiver one. Elijah Mitchell's a future RB1. Like, I'm going to be cool. Gerald uh, Everett was the second pickup of the year. So, like, I'm doing fine, you know? You're grinding. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on Dan's side, I'll just add, you know, unfortunate with the uh, with the J.K. Dobbins uh, injury. That was going to be a big piece for him, obviously, after he, you know, did not have a – or his team, sorry, Dan's team, did not do well last year, uh, as everyone knows that story. Interesting uh, note that I will say is he's got Baker Mayfield in the lineup instead of Herbert. Um, both, yeah. Both on I the road against solid, solid defenses. Baker's at Kansas City. Justin's at – Washington, so that's not an easy matchup for Herbert. I guess he's thinking, yeah, a little little shootout. Baker's trash, we all know that. But um, all right, so that that's that matchup again. I don't think we need to put predictions on this. The the ESPN projection says enough for for this particular matchup. Yes. With the second one, we're going to go with the Golden Bandits, managed by Anthony Ferenzi versus Bill Bilicic, managed by William Sale. And in Ben's words, William is so back, and I fucking love it. Let's hear it, Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, his team is back. I mean, I know his team has struggled a lot. You know, struggled last season. It did. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> but you look at it now, and it's going to be a competitive squad this year. I really do believe that. Um, unfortunately, he does. You know, run into a top five team here against Anthony, my friend of me, um, the first week. Um, and we've gone over Anthony's roster here, but I, I, you know, I like William. I like William's squad a lot. I don't know if he wins this game. I think Anthony kind of pulls it off, but I think William keeps it closer than, you know, we think. Yep. And for context, the projection is 115 for Anthony, 100 for Bill. I rounded both of those numbers, but that's what ESPN thinks. But yeah, I, I think William's due for a bounce back here. He's got an eye for talent. We've already talked him up earlier in the podcast. Can't wait to talk to him next week. Just Kamara, to name a couple guys that he has, Kamara, C.D. Lamb, Nick Chubb. C.D. Lamb, Godwin, CD you know, Lamb like, I truly hope, has like 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. And I truly think he has like the talent to do that. Unfortunately, he's got two other wide receivers that are pretty damn good on his team. But yeah. there's a lot of targets to go around, you know? So Yeah, plus two great tight ends and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. So there's a lot true. of mouths to feed. But That's true. Uh, Debo. Is Rico you know, Gather still there too? I don't believe so, Ben. I can't confirm okay. that because I just don't want to forget Baylor I, basketball. Yeah, I just don't want to forget about him. You know, in that tight end room, just in case. That's so. right. Speaking of tight ends, Ben, uh, I've mentioned this in a text a while back. Uh, Hunter Henry, I've never seen play football. I've literally never seen him play a game of football in his career. Play once with the Chargers and a couple of times at Arkansas. Yeah, and then that's like no offense to him, and it's all because I watch Red Zone only, but I just sure. I have no visual images of him making any plays, period. Yeah, no, I, I mostly at Arkansas, I have images of him making plays. Um, yeah, I don't have many other, yeah. But, you know, not a big deal because he has Chris Herndon now um, who got traded to Minnesota where Irv Smith got hurt. Um, Interesting. And they are, yes, and so they are desperate. Um, so just watch out. Just watch that little and, little diamond in the rough there. 
and he picked up Tyson Williams, which is now a big come up with the uh, he he out ACL. he outbid me ten dollars to five. Yep, Fab coming in clutch early in the mm-hmm. season. Uh, he's got Nick Chubb. He's got Elijah Moore, his fifth overall pick. Chris Godwin, Daryl Henderson, yep. beneficiary of that Cam Akers injury, should be a good season for William. We're going to move on to the next matchup, and I think a pretty underrated one. We haven't gotten to the matchup of the week yet, but uh, all my homies ball. That's Robert Blair versus Scott's Tots, Scott Lerner. Uh, go ahead, Ben. Wait, actually, first, Ben, before we turn it over to you, that projection is Scott's Tots 110, all Mahomes ball 100. And also, as a reminder, Rob has uh, the highest win percentage in league history to this point. <laughs> Rob, man, uh, he seems to surprise quite a bit. I honestly think this is, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I look at this team and it's hard for me to say Rob is going to, you know, keep up that winning percentage, but he has. Um, but we'll see. But I, I don't know. I think Scott wins this one. Um, <clears throat> Scott's team is, you know, not my favorite, but I think week one wise, he's got that advantage this year with, you know, Tom Brady playing Dallas tonight, kind of a soft defense. Out of- but, uh, against Detroit, Julio, Jerry. I don't like Judy, but yeah, they're bad. Um, Raheem Mozart against Detroit. That could also be a nice game for him. Mike Davis against Philly. Like got he's got a lot of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, Here's my. I just look at ben. I just look at Rob's team, and I'm just a little afraid of Jamal Williams. Just a little afraid of Jamal Williams. Well, yes, yeah, so of course he's done it running back, and you'd be the first one to tell you that Adrian Peterson's retirement really, you know, threw him for a loop. But what I would ask, Ben, is with two of his receivers, Marvin Jones Jr. joining Jacksonville, Tyler Boyd still staying with Cincinnati, but obviously they drafted Chase and Higgins the last two years. Would you say those guys are – I mean, Boyd, I guess it's kind of obvious he's not in as good of a spot as he's been in the past. But do you think Marvin Jones, is that an upgrade for him to be in Jacksonville over Detroit or kind of a neutral move? That's a good question. I think uh, – I I do like Marvin Jones coming into the season. I think that he's a good target for Trevor Lawrence. Now I'm not 100. I'm not like 100 sold on him per se. I'm not sure. Like it'd be hard for me to start him in a flex. Well, I mean, not. No, it wouldn't be hard for me to start him in a flex. <laughs> but yeah, in another a, in another league, process. yeah, it might be a little tough for me. Um, <clears throat> but he's a good player. He's a solid player. He's put up numbers almost every season in a bat on a bad team uh, for years. Um. So who knows? Honestly, and Lawrence seems to be throwing it to him now. He does. Uh, I think he likes him and Chenault quite a bit. Um, Boyd. I'm not the biggest fan of Boyd. Never really been the biggest fan of Boyd. I think with your boy Higgins now there, uh, Chase now there. I think there's just other guys just taking over targets, and I'm just not sure how I feel about Boyd. Now I do like Robert Woods a lot, and Deontay Johnson. You know, and Calvin Ridley is an absolute stud. Yeah. So uh, Sammy Watkins. Favorite. That's Sammy a week Watkins. one star right there. Yeah, that's if an interesting play. It's an interesting play. I'm guessing after that, he'll be starting DJ Dallas for the rest of the season, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's actually going to be starting Amon Ross St. Brown very soon, but um, he's got Mike Williams, so he's got some options. You know, look, that bench is going to have some turnover over the coming years. He's got some other guys like Big Ben and Gronk. Um, he, he did a, a nice youthful infusion this offseason through the draft. Picked up a he picked up like six draft picks and only had about two or three roster spots, but we worked on that with him anyway. We're gonna move on to the next matchup. Then, uh, an intriguing one two, two teams that we haven't discussed a whole lot, quite frankly, one team that we haven't even mentioned at all the great Joe Bellify, Bellify Island, versus my personal favorite team name in the league, the Sanderfell football team, coached by Travis Hansen. Let's go ahead and look at the projection first, Ben. And ESPN has it extremely close. 92 points projected for Bellify Island, 91.2 for Sanderfell football team. Uh, For those keeping score at home, that's 0.8 in between them. Talk to me, Ben. I think it's really a toss-up when you look at it. I think a lot of it depends on, uh, you know, San Rafael football team's injuries this week. 
you know, is Saquon fully healthy? Is he fully ready to go? I feel like he's yeah. going to play. I just don't know if he's going to get, you know, all the snaps slash touches he's going to, you know, he's supposed to get. Uh, Curtis Samuel supposedly has a groin injury this week. Um, I love Curtis Samuel. And so if he's not playing, that's a little sketch. Darnell Mooney's now got a cue next to him. I haven't heard much about him. I like him a lot, but if he's not playing, that's also a little sketch. Um, yeah. So just with the injuries, is a little sketch this week for uh, for our boy Travis, uh, yeah. former linebacker at Humboldt State, if I'm correct. That's where he graduated, graduated from, yes. Thank you. Pre- previously uh, of Nevada as a walk-on. And, oh, wow. Uh, Reno, Nevada? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Cisco is, okay. Yeah. Cisco is nice. Um, Jesus, Gigi's going to break this. Some, some rough pronunciations. It's San Rafael, Ben. Get it straight. Not Rafael. Wh- what is San Rafael? Like, is that like where you guys just, live? Uh, yeah. San Rafael is. It's the, and you don't, and you don't pronounce it largest, Rafael? No, I'm sure some people do, but it's San Rafael. Uh, it's okay. the second largest town in Marin. I believe Nevada would be the largest population wise. I'm sorry. What would be the largest? What was it, what was it called? Nevada. That's where my father lives. So, like That's, Nevada, but with an O. Uh, it's spelled slightly differently. It's N O V A T O. Okay. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's the closest. It's the closest Marin town to Sonoma County. Is, I won't lie. I'm not a. I'm not a huge. Sonoma. Not a huge geography guy. No, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. And that's okay. So now, can I just? What I, can, I, can, I, can I? Can I? Before we go on, yeah. Is the worst place on the West Coast Fresno? We've talked about this before. I've I've basically never been there. I've driven past it on I five. But that's uh, that's a common thought for sure. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not the only one that can't. We can move on. I just no, sorry, I don't talk, mean to like talk just a lot really put down Fresno right now. But like, I know you're big anti Fresno, and I get that. I've just had like I two cer- complete bad experiences every time I've gone to Fresno. <laughs> I've certainly never heard anyone speak highly of it, um, so I think you're on point there. All I was going to say, Ben, is over on Bellify Island, there's absolutely no cues or any red marks in general. That's a healthy squad ready to go for yeah. week one. Uh, Joe, what I like about Joe is when we were talking this offseason, he's like, look, there's two directions I can go. I'm either going to blow things up and rebuild or I'm going to contend. And he basically had to make the decision, which one do I want to do so I can, you know, make my moves accordingly from there. He decided to contend, still has Rodgers, Aaron Jones re-signing with the Packers. I think was huge for him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously an absolute star from last season. We'll see Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, two intriguing running backs, one with a clear path to playing time, Hunt. You know, we'll still get playing time, but he's technically the backup running back there. Uh, Blake Jarwin at tight end. I jokingly mentioned him earlier. I do like him, but, you know, a bit of a wild card. Fuck Antonio <laughs> Brown forever. Um, hey, so an interesting team. I'm just saying that uh, – oh, my God. Who, why am I forgetting fucking Tampa Bay's coach right now? Yeah, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Was saying that Antonio Brown's back, dude. He's, like, way back. He like, belongs back. in prison. Well – yeah, that that's you're probably not wrong about that completely. Um, but I do a lot like of people do. I mean, that's the reality. <laughs> you know. No, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I mean, Deshaun Watson's still out there, you know. Right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones this week. The Aaron stack and the Green Bay yeah. stack against New Orleans should score Joe a nice chunk of points this week. And um, I think it's huge that that game's in Jacksonville and not in the Dome. That changes a lot for sure in terms of the road environment. Yeah. Yeah. I still think they get him a good chunk of points. Um, so you got Joe with the slight edge? I do. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson against Cincinnati, like that could be a like a field day. Um, yeah. I know you don't like Antonio Brown, but I could see him scoring a touchdown tonight and scoring, you know, 10, 15 I, fantasy points. I'll be honest with you, Ben. I could see him tearing his ACL on the first play tonight. That's just something why not, I'm envisioning. Why not, why not just falling and breaking his neck and dying? That sounds even better, to be honest. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've taken a dark turn. Let's move on, Ben, to our final matchup, the game of the week. We're going to do this every week. I'm sorry. And can we before before we go? On, was Bellify Island? Was that him like copying you? I missed that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Skaggs Island is an actual thing. While it's not an actual okay. island, there is a sign. Okay. 
drive past it near where we uh, live. No, I don't. So. Yeah, no, I remember Skaggs Island. I remember Skaggs yeah. Island. Yeah, so that was just yeah. Joe, you know, being not creative <laughs> and just threw Bellify Island out there. So, you know, that's well, he's an analytical guy. He's an anal- he's a numbers guy. He's not creative. He's a numbers guy. You know, he's you know a, that a good guy, a really good guy. Oh, really good guy. Um, our, our game of the week, Ben, and I promise I didn't have influence on this. This was chosen by Ben first and foremost, but that is Skaggs Island managed by yours truly versus the Darren Narwallers. So I guess that's a Darren Waller reference, which I truly didn't realize until I just read it out loud. Um, <laughs> kind of a funky team name. Zach's got this weird obsession with our old high school. Anyway, um, the, the only, the only note I'll say quickly Zach. He's, he's an okay kid. I hate him, but you know, I do love him outside of fantasy football. Um, the one interesting note that I will say about this is back when we first started the league, we had divisions, three divisions of four, if you remember. I vaguely, I vaguely remember this, yes. And I tried to, like, group together the four Arizona boys, not including sure. myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. I just kind of grouped them together in a certain way. And yeah. But sure enough, that really messed with the scheduling of the season. <laughs> and I know. so, I kid you not, <laughs> and I'm sure other – Two teams have these these uh, history as well, but I played Zach probably three times a year for the first two or three seasons. So always week one, and then I wouldn't even play like every team. Like it would literally, I'd play like eight other teams, and they get back to yeah. Zach, and then someone else I had already played. So this truly this. will be yeah. in, in year five. This might be like our thirteenth or fourteenth matchup. We always play week one in our other redraft league. We just switched over from Yahoo to ESPN, our main league that we've always had. Of course, who's our matchup week one? It's Zach versus oh, myself. That. Anyway, go ahead, Ben. Break it down for us. I mean, I think you got two. Uh, I, I think it's just a big matchup. Um, we talked about your squad. I like your squad a lot. I like Zach's squad a lot. Absolutely stacked RB. Um, and for those listening but, at home, Ben, who are his running backs? Oh, let's just – yeah, sure. I keep saying that, I guess. I mean, I know. got it here. We got Jonathan Taylor – we got Chase Sorry, I'm Edmonds. Up right now. We got Zeke. So those are the three in his starting lineup. He's a big Matt Breida fan. Tevin Coleman. We'll we'll see. I guess what he does with with the Jets. I don't know what's going to happen there. He's got Melvin Gordon, Devontae Williams. Williams on the bench. Devontae Williams is a uh, interesting pickup. And there. don't sleep on Todd Gurley. I mean, he seems like he's still got a lot of life left in that. I think I'll I think I'll sleep on Todd Gurley. Um, yeah. Jamar Jefferson, though, you never know. Oregon State. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But what I like about your team this week is the matchups, Andrew. Um, Dalvin Cook against Cincinnati, I feel like that could be a field day. I think we're kind of getting to the Minnesota just, you know, stack against Cincinnati this week. Um, and I know that, you know, he does have Kirk Cousins, but it's Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just – that's it. Uh, yeah. I like Allen Robinson against the Rams. He always seems to put up numbers no matter who his quarterback is. Logan Thomas, uh, he's going to be just fine against the Chargers, in my opinion. T. Higgins against – I mean, I just like your guys' matchups. Uh, I think your team's going to pull off an upset this week. I don't think it's a big upset, but I think it's an upset. Um, Four-point projection like, difference, Zach. Over I, I just like – I, you know, I like the balance of your team, Andrew. You have good balance, you know what I'm saying? Like – like we got we got deeper this offseason, Ben. That's that's what I would say. We've we've got options now. I'm not dying to start some guys from my bench, but there's very few guys where I'd like feel really bad about starting them. How do you feel yeah. about Brand Cooks this season? Because I feel like every season, no matter what he does, is that he put up points. So that was part of the big uh, big trade where I sent Jerry Judy over to Scott and got Robert Tanya and the Goat and Brandon Cooks in return. And uh, at the time, you know, he was playing with Deshaun Watson before Deshaun Watson, you know, massage and beat everyone. And uh, I'm not the biggest Brandon Cooks fan. What I would say is what's very intriguing to me is this is a young receiver still. He's maybe like 27, 28 at this point, but yeah. who has played for a lot of prominent franchises in the NFL yeah. and continues yeah. to move around. Like he's been on yeah. the Patriots. He's been on the Saints. He's Saints, been on the yeah. Rams. All teams yeah. that have had success, yeah, and he's done well for them. But for whatever reason, he continues to get moved. I know <laughs> and it's very odd to me. <laughs> and I'm like, doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like he doesn't seem like a character issue. There's some no. concussion stuff, and that's obviously not. Yeah, but it's something like crazy. But yeah, it's just very odd that he continues to move teams for a young, <clears throat> productive, good receiver. The reality is, it, it, 
I don't yeah, love him. It's just like who else are they going to throw the ball to? Like, that, and that's what I'm saying is like, like <laughs> they won't yes, be good, like, but they'll be behind reality wise. Reality wise, personnel wise, I'm always like, what's up with Brian Cooks? It doesn't make any sense to me. But like fantasy wise, I'm always like, the dude is just solid. Like no matter what he, no matter where he goes, who his quarterback is, he's putting up 180 plus points a year. Like that's just what he does. Yep, and the reality is that week one matchup versus Jacksonville is a tasty one because Jacksonville yes, is it not is. good. No, neither of those teams are good. <clears throat> um, but shout Zach's team. He's put together a nice squad per usual. Acquired DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. That's a pretty big-time pickup. Um, I actually am a little bit higher yeah. on Odell this year. I know you mentioned you didn't love that week one matchup at Kansas City. I just think he's had such a weird two years in Cleveland. And again, I am very open about my hate for Baker Mayfield, but the talent is just so strong. I'm like, there's a decent chance he could just like stay healthy and be really good because um, we know how good of a receiver he is now. They run the ball first, all that stuff. Anyway, more from a redraft standpoint, I was just shocked how low he was going in most drafts. I'm like, I would take I a chance that. on him as like my third or yeah. fourth receiver. Like, absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of people were like, oh, he's just getting pushed down. I probably can grab him a little, a little bit later, you know? Right. Jonathan Taylor, fuck Wisconsin forever. Melvin Gordon, fuck Wisconsin forever. Um, you know, I like I Chase Edmonds, by the way, but I just don't know about his week one matchup. Um, yeah, Chase I just Claypool, think... another newbie to his team, I think. Did you get him from yeah. you this offseason? Uh, got him from Anthony, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but you had him at some point? Yeah, because no. I think I tri- – No, because yeah. – Yeah, I did. I did. I drafted. No, I – no, like you're right. Like right. No, 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 no. Hold on. Or... Hold on. I'm screwed up. I screwed up. I traded Mike Gasicki to Anthony for him. Oh, yeah. And then you flipped And then I trade. I don't know what I did. That I was a bold move. That would have been a nice young player to, you know, keep in the stable then as, as you're building. But I'm sure you got yeah. the value in return. I have no clue what I got in return for him. I mean, I shit happens quickly, right? All, all the trades, trades, the weed, yeah, you know, it, it, it all just, just kind of builds up. All right. Really, yeah. What we're going to uh, wrap this episode up with, and we'll try to do this uh, on a weekly basis. I will always be asking the questions since, uh, no offense, I know the league better than anyone else, simply because I have stronger relationships with everyone, and some of you guys haven't met each other. And it's going to be called Name That League Member. So I'm going to be asking a trivia question, a little fact about uh, a fellow league member of ours here. I'll include myself. Now I'll tell you that this first one is not me, but... I will be included in the mix. So I'm basically going to say a fact about another league member, and you're going to try to guess who it is. Okay. That seemed pretty straightforward, Ben? Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Cool. So you might have already heard this fact, and if so, I apologize. It'll be an easy answer for you. But this league member used to have cooked chicken breasts in oh, Ziploc yeah. bags, and he would carry them around in his cargo shorts at parties. Who are we looking for there, Ben? Oh, we're looking at our boy, Travis, um, who, you know, looks after his body. Right. And as a a linebacker, that's important. Um, You need to stay healthy on the field. Um, You know, you're you're the captain of that defense. And chicken breast is a great protein to stay healthy. Love it. So clearly you had heard that story before. Yeah, you know, I think we went golfing once, me, you, and him, and that was – I think that was brought up at one point. Um, yep. And I just thought, I just thought it was hilarious. I think I was like, "Oh, were you also the guy that um, carried a uh, a gallon of water around every day too?" <laughs> yep. Um, and he said, "Yes, of course, that was me." So yeah, yeah, I mean, Travis is a beast. I'd go to war with that kid. All right. Well, that sure. was a layup in week one, um, but now I know we're gonna go dig a little deeper. We're gonna make these ones a little bit harder. Find some fun facts on the boys. Uh, that's all I got, Ben. I'm excited for tonight's football to finally start. I didn't realize that the longest offseason professional sports is the NFL in terms of length, uh, you know, mm-hmm. months in between games. It's felt like the longest offseason ever, even though it's been the exact same time as, you know, every year. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, move on here, Ben? I'm pumped. we got football in about about an hour and a half or two, I'm sorry, two and a half hours. Yeah, easy. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a little off here. Football in two and a half hours, and I'm pumped, man. I got a couple bets on the line, got a couple fantasy players going to Vegas tomorrow. Let's hear hear the bets. (laughs) Well, they're all promo bets, man. Uh, You know, a bunch of good, great promo bets out there. Uh, I've got, um, like, on Caesars, it's like, 
if if uh, both teams score one point, you get plus one hundred. So okay. I was like, yeah, I'll take that. That's that <laughs> man. But but let's talk about some like actual bets. Like like who do you have covering in the game? Like who's winning? I didn't like, take like any of those bets, Andrew. Category. Okay. But if I did, if I did, I mean, at this point, it's like plus nine and a half for uh, the Cowboys. I'd probably take the Cowboys. I did That's take a massive spread. I know, I know. And it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. It was seven, and now it's nine and a half. Um, I might have taken Tampa Bay at seven, but now, you know, nine and a half, I feel like you've got to kind of get it there uh, for the Cowboys. I will say, I did make a prop bet, I think, on uh, who was it? I think it was Amari Cooper and Mike Evans both scoring a touchdown at like plus five fifty or something like that. So, okay, yeah. There you look, go. look, I'm a big fan of, of defensive football. Don't get me wrong; I used to love sure. watching those Ravens, Ravens, Steelers games. But Absolutely. There's no denying that I'm Seahawks Niners. Big... Seahawks Niners. Yeah, I wouldn't put that in the same category, but I, I do understand. Um, but I'm a big fan of offense. There's no denying that. I'm a big fantasy sure. football guy. I want all the touchdowns to be scored by Absolutely. all the players. I always want shootouts. That well, the Rams, Cowboys don't that have Rams a good defense. Game from back in the day was the best oh, game ever. God. That was crazy. Um, yeah. The Cowboys, Cowboys don't, don't have, have a good defense. defense but I think it's they don't fun. have a secondary. No cornerbacks. I, I mean, look, I've been watching Hard Knocks, and I'm all in on – Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons is a star. I think they're going to be much improved now. Granted, I'm biased towards the Cowboys because I like them. But um, I've got the Cowboys money line, Ben. They're going to win the game straight up. Um, it's not even going to be close. The Bucks are the most overrated team in NFL history. Um, but I do feel really confident about your bet that both teams are going to score. I think that was a really good bet by you. Thank you. I felt pretty good about that, too. Uh, there's also another promo out there for DraftKings, which unfortunately I am not allowed to bet on. And it's yep. Cowboys plus seventy three, <laughs> and even I feel even my about that one too. even even my father who has only played slots twice in his life as gambling was like I will put I will give you money and you will bet on that for me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, do you want to give a let's do this let's do this really quickly quick score prediction for the game tonight maybe keep a tally and see who does the best by the end of the year. Yeah, that sounds good, Ben. Thursday night um, games, go on. I'll let so you we're go gonna, first. I'll type it in on the sheet here. We're going to go with Cowboys 31, Bucks 17. Wow. Okay. Fuck the Bucks, Ben. I love that. No, I love that. I'm going Bucks uh I'm going Bucks 31, Cowboys 17. <laughs> I, love, I love that. The <laughs> That's perfect. All right, we're going to put this on the well, sheet. This was awesome. Uh, I hope everyone really enjoyed this, enjoys this. Uh, you got, and let's have a great fucking first week, huh? That's right, and there's more to come. We're going to start really brainstorming some stuff. We're not going to do a preview of every matchup every no. week. We'll kind of highlight no, no. a game, review from the previous week, best pickups. Uh, yeah, that was that was to like kind that. of preview the teams for the entire season, sort right. of. Right, and we're going to so. really, you know, kind of find our stride, get creative, really start talking about non-football stuff too, and just kind of really just get into the depth of some weird shit. Some good so. life stuff. Some Can't good wait life to do stuff. it, Ben. Well, Andrew, you have a great night and uh, enjoy your football. Yeah, bless up, everyone. On God. Bye. On God.